The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KB TV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. And from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., in 1959, who continued the God's work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our program with a song sung by the church choir entitled, There's Something About That Name. How precious is the name of Jesus? 
He is called by many titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But there is only one saving name, and His name is Jesus. The church choir is led by choir director Emilia Hahn, and they are accompanied by Edith Matsuka on the piano and Rose Pohaku Carter on the organ.
Up next is the church band who play a lively rendition of A Holy Ghost Revival, led by yours truly. so blessed to be able to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and lift his name in praise and thanksgiving. We call upon Shirley Nabing, who will sing an uplifting number entitled, We Have Come Into His House. She's accompanied by yours truly on the piano, trusty associate pastor Evan Spoke Sr. and Mason Asano singing on the guitars and associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass.
the members of the church choir will come forth once again and sing the spirited song entitled, Old Nicodemus. Just as Jesus advised Nicodemus that he must be born again of water and of the Spirit to be saved, the same message of salvation continues today. Jesus is knocking on the door to your heart. Will you answer his call and accept him as your personal Lord and Savior? Our instrumental number today will be performed by a combination of church band members who will play onward Christian soldiers. They are accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano.
Revive Us Again is our group vocal selection sung by the Jubilees. This uplifting song is dedicated to Ms. Lorna Sanchez. Lorna, may the Lord continue to strengthen and lift you up daily and shower you with peace, joy, and happiness always. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, 
that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 9 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, Services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Okamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tin Law in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balugo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services. Regardless of church affiliations, there are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program to Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. There are countless number of people who have the mistaken notion that they are saved, having been baptized a long time ago in their respective churches. They find it hard to believe when they are told years later that in fact, they are not saved. Since they were baptized in the titles of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, instead, of the name of Jesus. Whether you're young or old television viewers, I pray that my sermon entitled Salvation will help you to realize the importance of the name Jesus in your personal salvation and give you the opportunity to correct your predicament if you were baptized in any other term except the name of Jesus. After all, God maintains if you deny Jesus, you deny the Father. But if you have Jesus, 
Then you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Today, the world is in the state of being uneasy, apprehensive, and worried at what may happen now and in the future. Men's hearts are failing them for fear as they look upon the face of the earth. Nations are rising against nations, races against races, cultures against cultures. And where one least expects it, religion against religion in various parts of the world. No question about it. We are living in perilous times and in the last of days. There is danger all around us in the air, upon the land and in the sea. All these things are going to fall like a snare upon the face of the whole earth because of sin and unbelief. Judgment is coming just as sure as Jesus is coming soon. There is no way that man will ever get away from his sins. Disobedience, poverty, and worldly perplexities until he or she turns to Jesus as his or her personal savior. As Matthew, the 11th chapter, and the 28th verse tells us, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Only Jesus has the power to preserve man from the impending evil forces which encompass him daily and save his soul from eternal damnation. Although a Christian is free from the bondage of sin, as long as we live on earth, the old sinful nature is still within the body showing itself whenever the believer ceases for one moment to yield his will to Christ. Being free from the bondage of sin permits a believer to do God's will. Thank the Lord for the followers of the Lord who have fought the war against sin. They endured the tests, the trials, and the persecutions to keep the gospel of the kingdom of God alive. Here, in the Aloha state of Hawaii, the gospel has been preached for over 85 years and will continue to be preached until the Lord Jesus returns in clouds of glory. Ever since Adam and Eve fell into the sin in the Garden of Eden, sin has plagued the human race. But thank the Lord, he gave a promise of a cure. That cure is known as salvation. Salvation means to save. It means deliverance. It means to set from free from sin, to save from the consequences of sin. Read in Romans, the sixth chapter, the 23rd verse, it reads, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Many people are searching the world for the path to salvation, but few are finding it. 
There are only two roads to be found in life. The first road leads to joy, peace, and eternal life. The other road, on the other hand, it leads to eternal sorrow and everlasting destruction. Every man, woman, and child in the world, regardless of race, color, or creed, is at this very moment traveling upon one road or the other. But few are finding the road to joy, peace, and eternal life. We read in the book of Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The illogical and vain idea conceived by many who contend that living a good moral life and being a good member of any church are sufficient means to enter heaven are simply incorrect and far from the truth. Keep in mind, narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. Unfortunately, countless millions of Christians as well as sinners are heading into oblivion and eternal doom, having neither God nor hope. The broad road which leads to destruction is a crooked road so that anyone walking upon it is never able to see just what lies ahead and around the curve. With each new turn of the road, he finds himself committing sins more vile than the ones before. Why is the road that crooked? It is a trail of the serpent and devil, the same serpent who deceived Eve in the Garden of Eden and who is still deceiving nations today. The broad world looks inviting. It is strewn with glittering lights and worldly pleasures at every turn. This road is easy to enter. It takes just a little disobedience, a little white lie, forgetting to watch and pray or wandering away from God and his promises. One sin will lead to a greater one. Too soon one is so badly entangled and slipping at such a rapid pace, it seems impossible to stop and go back. God's word tells us it is better to enter life halt or maimed rather than enter hell with two good hands, eyes, and legs. Which role, viewers, are you selecting? The narrow one in which you serve God? or the broad one, which has Satan as the master. The choice is yours. Salvation is an individual matter. Thank the Lord for the good news of salvation. The good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost, and Jesus is coming soon. The sign of the roof of the Apostolic Faith Church, Jesus coming soon located at 1043 Middle Street, as well as the branches here on the islands is no lie. Many Bible scriptures relate to the Lord's coming again, Matthew 24, 30, and Mark 13, 26 among them. However, 
many do not take the warning of the come, Jesus coming soon sign seriously by asking, when is he coming? Instead of, am I ready for his coming? Those who are only interested in when are on the path to eternal sorrow. There is hope for all those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal savior. Over 2,000 years ago, a man named Nicodemus approached Jesus to inquire about salvation and entering God's kingdom because he had witnessed the many miracles performed by the Lord. The blind men saw again, the deaf heard, the lame walked, the dead raised up. Those who witnessed these events knew that God was in Jesus. Read in John 3, 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I send to thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? As with many who are confused today, Nicodemus was confused between spiritual birth and a natural birth. Read in John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I said unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized in water. That is completely immersed into water. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself set the example of baptism when John the Baptist baptized him in the river of Jordan. We read in Matthew 3, 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. To be born of the Spirit, dear viewers, is to receive the Holy Spirit within you and speak in tongues. Reading Acts 2, 3 to 4, And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The speaking in tongues is the only Bible evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Many who witnessed the 120 being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues were amazed. In doubt, they accused those speaking in tongues as being full of wine, but the apostle Peter stepped forward and began preaching the gospel to them. When those who doubted asked Peter, what shall we do? We read in Acts 2.38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is a false belief among many that there are three entities in heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This concession might be attributed to Matthew 28, 18, 19, and Jesus spake and came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Please take note that Father is, is in the same. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. There are only titles. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. We read in 1 John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. We're also reading Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. 
If baptism was emphasized by Jesus, how can anyone say it is not required today? It is important for everyone to consider his or her salvation because the saving of the soul is precious in the eyes of God. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Therefore, won't you let him in? Jesus can use your life as a means to knock on the doors of sinful hearts. If you will but live rightly by him, there is a dilemma which prevails upon the hearts of men and women today. They hear Jesus knocking at their hearts' doors, yet they turn him away. They feel the convicting power of the Holy Spirit and realize their need of the Savior, but then they back up or return to the world and become lost forever. Why won't people let Jesus into their hearts? The answer is sin. Today, the world is sin-sick, sick in the head, sick in the mouth, and sick in the heart. Occult practice is very evident today. In its obvious form of satanic worship and deceptive rituals of finding inner peace through mysticism, crystal balls, seeking communication with spirits of the dead and devices of new age worship, the heart of the man is continually evil. Being just or upright does not make one righteous in the eyes of God. The Apostle Paul has given us a very elaborate and detailed description of what is happening across the face of the land and what is occupying the hearts and minds of men. All these occur because man has forgotten God and fails to answer the knocking upon his door. The following have been wrongly emphasized, holding the truth in unrighteousness, glorifying him not as God, being unthankful, having evil imaginations, having a reprobate mind, which is condemned by God, being haters of God, inventing evil things, and knowing of the judgment and penalty of sin, disregarding his warnings, and continuing these sins and finding pleasure in them. Many have forgotten that God is greater than man, and he will not be mocked. Jesus tells us that he comes to sup with us, and we with him. He brings a feast of good things for the hearts, Every person who is truly born of water and of the Spirit and walking the light can testify that Jesus brings a kind of peace, joy, and happiness that no one in the world can give. There is no feeling in the entire world that compares with the feeling experienced by those who found and accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. Television viewers, do you want to experience the kind of joy that lifts you up in spite of the cares of this world, then take Jesus as your personal savior. Do you want the music of heaven to fill your soul? Then accept Jesus as your personal musician. If you desire to enter heaven, then you must believe that he is Lord and keep his commandments. One of our daily requests should be that which is found in Psalms, the 27th chapter, fourth verse. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to choir in his temple. God will grant us this request if we have that desire in our hearts and have desire to serve him sincerity and truth. Ascribe him to Jesus and question him about the greatest commandment Actually, what he meant was, which is first in importance? Reading Mark 12, verses 29 to 30, 
And Jesus answered unto him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. We need to put the Lord first in our lives, even ahead of our families. There's a cross for the follower of Christ as well as for Christ himself. A cross always means death. For the Lord Jesus, the cross meant a cruel death as a sacrifice for our sins. Our cross is denying of self, death to self for Christ's sake. The Lord cares for us and comforts us with the thought that he will provide for us. God's word tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? After all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Lord will also shelter us in the time of storm and take care of our problems and burdens. He is concerned about everything in our lives, be they large or small. So why bring only large problems to the Lord? If we don't bring our smallest problems to Him, they will loom large and be out of control later on. In life's crisis, men turn to someone or something for comfort and strength. Many turn to the world and friends. But Jesus tells us to take His hand and he will help us. He is the comfort of all our burdens, the strength for all our weaknesses, the answer to all our questions, and the solution to all our problems. Read in John 14, 26-27, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When Jesus performed the miracle of feeding 5,000 people with only five barley loaves and two small fishes, many followed him and wanted to declare him king. However, he told them they needed to think of spiritual things, repent of their sins, and follow him. As expected, the multitude started to drift away. It's easy to follow Jesus when we are on the receiving line, but many people lose interest when they are called upon to give of themselves. There are still many people today who are interested only in the loaves and fishes and not in Jesus. They want to live in a land which has been made free and fine by the influence of Christianity, but they do not want to give up their substance and lives for Jesus. The Lord is saying, you can give your time to the things of the world, but they will soon pass away. Read in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable to all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. One spiritual life is more important than all the material things of the world. Therefore, everyone has to choose whom he or she will serve. This is time to stand for Jesus and be counted. Yes, television viewers, no one can make that choice for you. It is an individual matter, a matter between you and God. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. 
There are those who try to keep others from following Jesus. Once as Jesus traveled down the road, two blind men heard that he was passing by. They cried out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. But the multitudes rebuked him and told him to be quiet and not bother the Lord. The blind men kept crying out, Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. They were persistent, and the Lord stopped and gave them sight. Often there are those who ridicule others who try to follow the way of the Lord, and those are kept from coming to Jesus. We must force ourselves to be like the blind men and just follow Jesus. The Lord always stops when we call on Him. He never makes excuses and always answers our cries. He is a great, sympathetic, compassionate Savior so that we need to move away from the things of the flesh and draw closer to Jesus. Granted, the Christian life is not always an easy one, but I tell you this, it is the only life which pays off in eternal dividends. In America, no one will kill us for going to church, but in some parts of the world, Christians are being persecuted and even killed for their faith and loyalty to Jesus. The Lord warns that his followers will suffer many things if they serve him. The Apostle Paul was a great prayer warrior. He asked the Lord to withhold situations that would hinder his efforts to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Yet, the Lord permitted him to suffer hardships that were far more trying and tormenting as compared to the tests and trials which most of us are called upon to endure. For some, this would mean have meant defeat, but not for Paul. We read in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, but for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mostly gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And Matthew 5, 10 to 12 reads, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you for falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. What is required of a Christian who has been born again according to John 3, 5, Acts 2, 30, and walking in the light? First of all, the Lord requires an undivided heart. One of the greatest problems with many Christians today is that they love the world a lot more than they love the Lord. They conform more to the things of the world than to the things of God. Many proclaimed Christians try to serve two masters. They then try to serve the Lord and also enjoy the evil pleasures of the world. We read in Matthew 6, 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. The Lord also requires genuine active service, not lip service. Read in Matthew 15, 8, These people draw nigh unto me with their mouth, and they honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In the short time we have left, we will be faced with making crucial decisions. We need to keep in mind that there is not one word wherein the Lord failed. His promises are sure and true. Surely we can see the signs round us, round us, upon the earth and in the heavens, signaling His coming. We read in Matthew 24, 42, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Is this the year of His coming? The Lord's time is not our time, and His ways are way past finding out. In the past, 
If anyone had difficulty finding or serving the Lord and felt that his life had been nothing but spiritual emptiness, he need not worry because there is still hope. The Lord is a loving God who cares and forgives. He stands with his arms outstretched. Keep in mind what the Lord said in Matthew 11:28: Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. If you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest and deepest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now, the church band will conclude today's telecast with a song entitled, Whosoever Meaneth Me.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.